Uh, so it's time to introduce uh, our very special guest on the show today. Uh, of course, a regular and a big friend of uh, GTFM, Vicky Howells, member of the Senate for the Cannon Valley. First of all, good morning to you, Vicky. Good morning to you, Gareth, and good morning to all your listeners as well. Oh, I'm sure they appreciate that as they wander around thinking, well, shall I go out for a walk? It's <laughs> still a bit cloudy. What's it like up in the Kenan Valley? Is the, is the sun shining? Yes, the sun is shining and it's nice weather to put washing on the line. That's my recommendation for the day. Oh, right, because <laughs> most people now could uh, dry us, so you still hang your clothes out, do you? Well, it's better for <laughs> the environment, isn't it? And it is, yes. You know, we're yeah. all watching the cost of uh, energy going up, so it's one way to really save on the electricity bills as well. UK inflation has hit 9%. That's a bit worrying before we get on to the, the nitty-gritty questions, Vicky. It is. I mean, you just... Every day it seems like there's more bad news uh, for the economy and, and to impact on the cost of living crisis as well, isn't it? It's, uh, you know, it's not an easy time uh, for many people in the Cannon Valley and in the wider area as well. And uh, that's why uh, the UK Labour Party proposed that windfall tax, of course, yeah, on yeah. Um, energy companies, uh, which went to the vote in Parliament yesterday. But unfortunately, uh, the Conservatives voted against it, so that won't be going through. Surprise, surprise? Mm, I'm not surprised, unfortunately. Yeah, OK. So, local election results uh, from two weeks ago. Um, you know, the Labour Party, I think they were smiling generally throughout the valleys, weren't they? No, no huge surprises? No huge surprises, no, apart from, well, the positive news, really, in RCT, the, the increase in seats, you know, particularly in the Ronda, uh, where there's now only one Plaid Cymru councillor left. So it was a real ringing endorsement, I think, for Welsh Labour in those local elections. Uh, and, of course, now we need to get on and deliver what the people expect from us. And what do they expect, Vicky? I think they expect... Uh, people in place in local government and in uh, in Wales, in the Senate, who are on the side of ordinary working people and determined to put in policies that can try and alleviate the cost of living crisis, help the NHS, help education, and that's exactly what we are busy doing. Okay, so uh, we are a year on from the Senate elections, of course we've mentioned the Senate for obvious mm. reasons. Um, Welsh Government, what have they actually achieved now over the last 12 months, would you say? Well, it's a, it's a good time really to look back on the manifesto pledges that uh, we were elected on and to see the progress there. So uh, the number one um, priority was recovery after COVID, uh, putting in place the biggest ever catch-up programme for our schools and in NHS. And we've seen uh, just recently the announcement of over a billion pounds invested in the NHS, particularly geared towards cutting the waiting times for elective surgery like uh, hip replacement knee replacement, those sorts of things. So that's a, a really big programme of investment to try and really cut back on those waiting lists that were caused, caused when all those uh, surgeries had to be put on hold with COVID. And there's also the young person's guarantee, which is something that I feel really strongly about. You know, we don't want to see young people um, unemployed. And in Wales now, since November 20. 21, that young person's guarantee has come in, which means that everyone under the age of 25 has a guaranteed offer of a job or a place in education or training. Uh, so that's fantastic. 
And I think the other one that I would mention as well, you know, community safety is always something that uh, is raised with me. The Senate, unfortunately, doesn't have the power to invest in police officers at the moment. Cause that's do you, do you think that will change, Vicky? Do you think that might change? I, I hope so. I sincerely hope so. And I went to a meeting about it yesterday. Certainly something that we are pressing for. But in the meantime, when we haven't got those powers, what we can do is invest in more PCSOs. Uh, and since uh, we won the election in the last year, um, the Welsh Government has delivered 100 more police community support officers on our streets. So hopefully that will will help people to feel safer in their communities. And uh, talking to the police, I, I can't remember the the, uh, the police officer's name now, who called for a police Wales, get rid of the four constabularies and just have one constabulary for the whole of Wales. What's your view on that? I think... I think the jury's out on that. I'd need to do some more research and look into the pros and cons, you know, um, rather than just give give a, an answer off the top of my head. But okay. yes, certainly what we really need is more investment in policing. Uh, I don't think reorganisation is sufficient. It's more investment, more frontline bobbies on the beat, and that can only come with uh, more money. And to my mind, the only way we're going to get that money is if we get control of it in Wales so we're actually able to do it. And yesterday, I think it was yesterday, they mentioned about special constables now being able to taser people. What do you think of that? Oh, gosh. Well, I just hope that uh, they've, they've got the, the correct training and uh, they only, you know, will use those powers uh, when they're really necessary. But obviously, sometimes they are necessary to ensure the safety of, of people uh, out on the streets. Now, you want to update us on the progress of the South Wales Metro Line, because the Aberdeen Line, I think, is reopened after about a month of extensive works for yes. electrification. Are you getting excited about this now, then? I am. I mean, we've had closures in the past, and uh, the works have uh, obviously been communicated to myself and to the public, but they've been works that you can't see with the naked eye. Um, and now, after this month-long closure, anyone who is using the railway or is uh, walking or driving near it, you'll be able to see there's these huge uh, masts and booms, as they call them, which are there ready now for the electric cables to run those new electric tram trains. So I hope that people will feel, you know, it's always tough when the railways close and you've got to use replacement buses. Nobody's ever said that's a perfect scenario, far from it. But it does have to happen to get this progress, and that progress is there now for people to see we are getting there. Yeah, because I went up with a couple of mates down to Cardiff last, when was it, Thursday, uh, and I had to get the replacement bus, and it's uh, it's about two hours up to Abercannon. Mm, that's was, right. Or one and a half hours, sorry. But, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a long drive, especially after you've had a couple of drinks. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, and you can see why you know people prefer to use the the trains then rather than buses because yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. much more direct, faster, smoother, comfortable journey. And talking of transport, there is talk in Merthyr. I know it's not you, Apache. Mm. Uh, stagecoach buses revamping the the timetable in the Merthyr area. Is, is yeah. that going to affect Aberdeer as well? Well, do you know, I've already had constituents contacting me about this because, of course, there are really close links between uh, the communities in Aberdeer and Merthyr. Lots of people from Aberdeer would travel to Prince Charles Hospital uh, for, for treatment or for appointments there, and it has caused problems already. So I'm supporting... 
um, Don Bowden MS and Gerald Jones MP with the petition that they are currently um, uh, circulating to try and get Stagecoach to change their minds. They've, they've put in these uh, service changes without consulting the communities whatsoever and that quite simply is wrong. If, so, if people uh, are new to this and they're wondering what, what's the problem, it's a shortage of drivers. It's as simple as that, isn't it? Well... I'm not sure whether it is just a shortage of drivers. There certainly is a shortage of bus drivers, um, but that comes down to the, the low pay that they're offered. But also these um, these bus companies, you know, we are talking about a fully privatised industry here. It's been privatised since the 1980s. A lot of people are not aware of that. And quite frankly, all they're interested in is profit. And if they don't think a route is profitable, they will not run it. They will not think of the community and the people who really need that service. And that's why the Welsh Government's uh, best uh, bill, which is uh, in the background being worked up to try and change things and to give local authorities more power over best services, is really important if we're going to tackle the public transport issues. Okay. Uh, now, last week, uh, I spoke to Nia Evans. Of course, it was uh, Mental Health Awareness Week last mm-hmm. week, as, as you'd be aware of, Vicky. Mm-hmm. Um, Nia Evans from the Mind Charity, uh, talking about the different levels of support that 16 and 17-year-olds, well, should we say children and very young adults, receive compared to adults aged 18 and over. Mm-hmm. And she'd like to see more support from Welsh Government, because, of course, the support does drop off for adults aged 18 and over. Um can we help? I think there are more strains on our mental health services now than ever more. I think people are more aware of their mental health, which is a good thing, and reaching out for the help that they need. But that does mean there's a lot more pressure on the system. Um, to my mind, the system um, is in real need of an overhaul, uh, both at the, at the youth and adolescent stage and at uh, the adult stage as well. Uh, one in three people will suffer from um, mental health conditions at some point in their life. And that's a lot, isn't it? It is. It's an awful lot. And, you know, there could be other people out there who are suffering and, and still aren't coming forward. So, absolutely, I know that it is a priority for the Welsh Government. We've got a, a Deputy Minister now, Lynn Neagle, whose role is solely focused on mental health, but it's about getting that money out there um, and getting those services really fit for purpose. Now, as you know, I had a hip replacement myself in uh, February, so I've been off for three months. But a word I stumbled across, because I I still did a bit of research, neurodivergence, you know, uh, which is uh, an umbrella term for people who suffer from ADHD, OCD, uh, dyslexia, autism, uh, all those sort of mental health or neurological uh, disorders, and they now come under this umbrella of neurodiversity. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's good to see that society is recognising these differences uh, and that people need to be supported in different ways. And that can come down through not just the health service, but the duty of employers uh, to support their employees as well. So, yeah, awareness is a really, really important thing. Neurodiversity covers 20% of the population, Vicky. That's, you know, it's a lot, isn't it? Absolutely. And, you know, it's a challenge for our school system as well, how you teach uh, pupils in the individual way that's best for them to support their learning and to support their own mental well-being as well. And finally, before you go then, Spitty Cum Cannon, uh, the Minor Injuries Unit, that's reopened, Vicky, isn't it? Yes, 
I am absolutely delighted, and this is something that I've been campaigning for for a long time, um, alongside other local politicians as well. It was closed uh, during the the COVID pandemic due to a shortage of staff, and uh, it has taken the health board a long time to get the right uh, staff who are able to actually um, work there and make sure that the service is sustainable and fit for purpose. So I was uh, over the moon to hear last uh, night that from the 23rd of May that Minor Injuries Unit will reopen. Um, It's a phased reopening, um, but by July it should offer a a full five-day-a-week service. And, of course, that's got a knock-on effect in helping to relieve pressure on our overstretched A&Es, particularly at Prince Charles Hospital. So I hope the people listening will use that minor injury service. It can deal with all sorts of things, even up to broken bones. So um, there is no need to go to A&E if that service is open um, and you've just got a minor injury. Now, I know Buffy Williams covers the Rhonda as the MS and uh, Mick Antoniff, uh, Ponty Praise. Uh, those sort of services, like minor injury units, are they available in the Rhonda and the Ponty Praise area as well? Yes, that's right. I know they're available at uh, Spati, I believe it's called Spati Rhonda, and um, also in the Royal Glamorgan Hospital as well. So minor injuries units, a great thing to have. Excellent. All right, then, uh, Vicky, I know you're busy today. Uh, we've taken enough of your time. As always, thank you very much for joining us on GTFM today. Thank you, Gareth. I'll be keeping the radio on in the background for some nice, uplifting uh, music from you this morning to, to keep me going, power through my work. <laughs> That's what you want to hear. I, I, so uh, are you a big fan of Coldplay? I am, yes. yes. All right, okay. Just saying, that's all they might be. They might be playing next. Uh, oh, brilliant! <laughs> so, Vicky Owls, member of the Centre for the Canna Valley, as always. Thank you very much indeed, and uh, have a good day. Thanks, Gareth. Bye.